This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. It's awesome to be back. We have a really, really great guest that'll be coming on at the end of the episode. You guys may or may not know her. I am a huge, huge Real Housewives of New York you fan. You star seem starstruck a little bit. It was bit. great to see her in person. She's like, honestly, she's beautiful. Beautiful, um, yeah. And like, uh, it was, it's just cool. I've watched like 10 seasons of Real Houses of New York. So I feel, I do, it, and I've watched in a very short period of time. Okay. So I feel like I really know her, even though I don't. But like, I, you know, it's weird to watch someone's life, 10 years of their life in the span of like a month. Listen, I, I know, we're no Countess Luann. Yes. But I know some people feel that way about this podcast where mm-hmm. they're like, we've, you know, gone through like you moving in with your boyfriend, right. me getting a girlfriend, being single, yeah. being single. So like, you know, I do understand. I've, I've felt that from the other side. And right. and I have people that I listen to that are podcasts and TV shows that I've met. And I'm like, I don't want to reveal I know your middle name. Yeah. You know, it's funny. But yeah, she's sitting next to me. I felt like very cool. It was uh, it was very it was a very fun experience getting to talk to her. You guys, I think you guys will like the conversation. It'll she'll be on second half of this episode. Yeah, check it out. Um, and you know, let a friend know who listens to Housewives. This is a good episode to get them involved. Exactly. Let people know. Make your Instagram story. Uh, what's going on here at Betches before we get started? Anything good? Um, download ship. It's about to be our one year anniversary. We're Boom. very excited about it. Cool changes are coming to the app, and um, you guys should get on it. January. Uh, big dating app season download it what about you you're gonna be in buffalo this weekend right buffalo this weekend come on out buffalo uh this weekend the 23rd through the 25th i'm gonna be in nashville for valentine's day weekend awesome bring out the galentine's day crowd bring out the boyfriend this is a good way you know this is good for everybody i for think sure. and then san diego is the week after that. And then, um, you know, Boston and New York, those are coming up. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. I wanted to talk about something today. You, yeah, it's a big pop culture moment. There's a big, and I just, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about Brad and Jennifer, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston my whole life. I feel like they got divorced 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Was that the, is that yeah. the right? And Remember? we've been talking about it for 15 years. Right. What I don't understand, and I may, I want you to be the voice of, mm-hmm. of the woman. Mm-hmm. Speak for your kind here. Right. My why, do, why do people want... I don't understand the... I, I understand a couple getting divorced, getting back together. Right. I do understand that. Okay. Because I just don't understand the cheering. I don't understand... The sidelines going, woo, Brad and Jen, please. Oh my God, it's going to happen. And I know that's not everybody, but I know, I don't, to me, I think of it a lot like, you know, like, like I I think of these things, like when I see people get together, I go, hope it works out. Relationships are hard. 
You right. know, like well, that's I, not that's not the rom com culture that we grew up in. And these sure. are people who have literally been in rom coms. So it even more it, it creates this even more fantasized, emotionally masturbative. Um, is that what it uh, is? It's like yeah, it's like, and it also I feel Brad like people cheated on Jen, had kids with the woman he cheated on with, then is back and sober and everyone's cheering for this. If it wasn't Brad Pitt, no one would be in favor of this. I think they would still, honestly, I think they would still be in favor of it because it gives them this hope. Like, we, I mean, with the past few episodes, we talked about this, like, on-again, off-again relationship thing, the mm-hmm. idea of, like, holding on to something that just isn't working. There is, I don't know if it's, like, a female thing or a person thing, but there is a thing in 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 our heads, which is also, like, reinforced by this rom commy culture of like the carry and the big and they're on again and off again but you're just kind of like I just don't get why these two couldn't be together like um <laughs> and then the, and in your head you're kind of like oh like yeah like it was always her like he'll come, like Brad'll come Brad's going to come back but like so will the guy that's not texting me back yeah. like this is like further proof for me that like that men come back. That men. Um, re- that it's not. They'll that, realize that the never, error of their ways. It's never really over, which is a really bad message, actually, because it sends the message of like, if you just wait it out, or if like you know, he'll eventually realize he'll come back. Not like, let me move on to someone who appreciates me more and better than this guy did, and I learned from that mistake that I ne- I don't want to be with a guy like that anymore. Yeah, I, I, I understand the romanticism part and putting yourself in the shoes of the person. I think it's like, you know, somewhat unhealthy. Like, oh, yeah, of course it's unhealthy. I, yeah. But the, because women do this a lot in their groups, and this is something that I just see from afar, just, you know, just watching and being an observer. Mm-hmm. This cheering element, this, the group cheering for a relationship to work. And it's like, I don't believe in that at all. Like, you know, people should be so lucky to die next to the person they love. Yeah, you know, like that. You have to be lucky. I mean, I do it too. I have, I have celebrities. I um, not to bring this back to ship, but that I ship. Okay, which just means to endorse a romantic relationship. Um, and there's just something you, you feel invested because, like, that's what we think about. Do you not? I mean, like, you're saying, like, why do we care? Is that the question? Or is what, it like, I understand why people care. I don't understand the the ovation. I don't understand the excitement. Like. If I had a friend that came to me and was like, uh, I'm getting married, I would go, awesome. When's the right. wedding? What's going on? It wouldn't be like, ah, oh my no. God, Woo! show me that right. Like, I think like it men have like done a- themselves a better service by being more realistic of the negativity that most relationships end. And well, I, I, and like, I that, mean, that's why we, that brings us back to what we always discuss that there's a culture around being female there's a culture around socializing and being female is competitive not on necessarily like work accomplishments or things that you're doing outside of relationships but it's really a lot based on like where you are in life am I you know am I in a relationship am I engaged am I married am I having kids it's like that although things are changing mm-hmm. in the world I think that's still very much ingrained in a lot of us and it's like this idea of like this guy coming back or this idea of things working out in this way. It's like, mm-hmm. that is the, that is the epitome of, it's like a real life rom-com for us. It's I like, know. it's like he, he did the thing. He, he, he left her for the woman. He's sorry about it. And now he's, and now he's come back as, 
as he as any man now could do as the guy that you're with could do and it's like we're we're excited for it because it's like it means it's possible yeah i i understand that i i and i used to honestly i used to have this feel this feel this way a little bit i used to get emotionally or not really not really emotionally invested invested because i don't really care Mm -hmm. but i used to really like like Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. I was like into their relationship. I liked them being together. And then when he got married, I was like annoyed. And I'm like, why am I annoyed? I don't even know this person. Um, It's nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I came to realize it was because like I also had that like, you know, on again, off again thing with a guy who was like never really committing and kind of like leading me on and then pulling back. And like to me, that was like, it's like I'm, even if that's subconscious or not completely conscious, it's like this is, seems like some sort of like manifestation of what I'm kind of in, and whatever happens here is sort of an indication of what could happen with me. Yeah, I. But to me, those are the things that are the least healthy. Of like, course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like but the the relationship that the people cheer for is usually the one that's like the worst off. Right, like, it's not the like, oh, we met and things are going great and then we both are just like really into each other and we decided to move in together and then get married, right, yeah. Like if no Jennifer, one wants to hear about that. Nobody. If Jennifer Aniston came out tomorrow and was like, hey, Brad and I are just on good terms. I actually met a guy, he does accounting. Right. Uh, his name is, you know, Harry Greenstein. Right. And uh, he's gonna, that's, uh, we're doing okay. Like, yeah. I don't think people go, Greenstein! Like, no, they don't want. That's easy. They don't want. That's not rom commy. And no, the, but, you, know, you know who no one talks about? Uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yeah, married for years, very happy. No, no drama. No one gives a shit. Yeah. No, no one even knows who he's married to. I know, but this happens all the time in actual relationships. Like this happens in friend groups, and where every like I just don't believe in cheering on any relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that's healthy like especially when you fix two people up the person that's like overly involved and harping on it you put so much pressure on th- these things that it's gonna pop right and i i don't know like always, I, I mean yeah they're that also it it, de- it makes it seem like the relationships are far less complicated than they are yeah yeah which is really the unhealthy part is it makes it seem like and now they're good and now it's all going to be great. Or even when like he left for Angelina and now he's happy. He left and now he's happy. Sure. And then they get divorced and it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't just like happy. It, was all, it wasn't all just like great and wonderful mm-hmm. and happy. People are always like shocked at these celebrity breakups as if they know anything about what it's like to be with that person on a day-to-day basis. They don't know anything at all. I, it's an interesting thing because I, and it, on the other thing, the other side of it is like, I'm not saying they shouldn't be together. I'm just saying that, you know, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, Harriet housewife sitting at home going, finally, Jen and Brad are back together. <laughs> like, right. I, I, and it's like, you know, who, who, ca- I, I hate saying who cares because I don't believe that's an interesting conversation. I, I understand why people care. Like, it's nice to see the guy mm-hmm. come back, realize that like I've grown up and you're the one I've always loved. But it's very validating for a lot of people is. Yeah, because it reminds them of their people only really care if they can relate it in some way back to themselves. I guess they're and I guess what they're relating to is the exception being the rule. Right. They're being like, like, okay, well, this can happen. Right. That's why people love that sex in the city. Big relationship thing because it's like in the end, he like chooses her, which is like so weird. And like they're like, oh, like it can happen. It happened here. And like. It was supposed to happen. 
Yeah, I guess my I wrote this on my Instagram, but I was like, I I don't think if Jen and Brad were just two people in your friend group, you'd be as pumped. You'd be right. like, Jen needs to get help. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you'd be like, like, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah. there would be some like, you know, oh, good for you. Right. You know, it wouldn't be as. I agree. I think it's, you know, it's like that. It's something people also people are obsessed with their breakup too. They have been for years. People still talk about it mm-hmm. even before this whole. Even before he was not with Angelina, there's there's always like those like tabloid headlines of like um, you know, the cheat like the you know what I mean. Like there's so many ru- people, people love that shit. People now, love like Us a love Weekly triangle. Isn't and all. selling a cover of like. Um, of Rita Wilson happy, and Tom, right, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson celebrate Renew their another, vows right yeah like no one gives a shit because yeah. it's not interesting and it's not dramatic and like I don't know if this is a female thing or not but I love drama yeah I love it I like I love, so I love this Real Housewives stuff every episode sure. it's like a big fight and a big someone taking something personally and a dramatic thing like no one wants to watch someone who's happy do you think do you think some of it and I know this is I don't mean to sound bad, but mm-hmm. do you think some of it is that they look like brother and sister? Brad, Brad and, and Jen. I think they're both very attractive. But they look like they, they should be together. They, you know what I mean? Like, do you think people like if it was me and Jen, they'd be like, no, 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 no gross. Mm. Do you think it has anything to do with it? Because like it just, you know, women like, you know, I don't know. I root for Justin and Selena. I don't think they look look alike, but Justin Haley. Maybe. More. Yeah, they, they kind of... Brother and sister, not like look alike. They look like they could be related. So people are like, ooh, that makes that fits and makes me feel comfortable that life has has fit into a, a box, box that I need it to fit into. That might be it. I don't know if I... that's Maybe it's a subconscious thing, but for me, it's not like... It's much more about the emotional pull of it. Sure. To me. The and, coming back yeah. from years, realizing the error of your horrible man ways right even yeah but uh, after being an alcoholic and also like i mean like he has now has six kids like what is she gonna what are they gonna get back together (laughs) and take care of her kids right i feel like people were so i mean like infidelity is such a huge thing it happens all the time so i think that's also why so many people grabbed on to that story of Mm -hmm. brad pitt leaves his wife for this other woman who's like he a was little just more in a interesting, a little crazier. They're in a movie. They're working mm-hmm. together. Like this is what this is what happens. He took the, you know what I mean. Like this what happened to a this happens to a lot of people. It's a very relatable triangle story. Right. You could you could fill the roles with the yes. people in your own life. You can very see easily. yourself in one of these. people. Totally. Yeah. It's it's. I hope they find the best. I I really. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know I, Jared uh, being wishes you the best. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and then there's like the Angela. Were you, were you team team Jen or Angela? I didn't really have a team. This think? is the thing. This is, I just was Who did here. you like just feel like a, a small inclination for? Who, who would you rather do? Who would I rather bang? <laughs> now we've gone to the to the disgusting part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Angelina. This is, there's no question. Right. There was something yeah. scary about her. There's something like very... The, to me, the Jennifer Angelina thing is like when a girl goes, tells you... like It's like when a guy goes, oh, she's hot. And then girl... It's like when there's two women and the girl looks at one of the women and goes, she is beautiful. And you go, yeah, she's cute. And then you look at... You go, what about her? And then the girl goes, well, guys think she's hot. And Angelina's guys think she's hot? And I'm like, Yeah. 
that is a good reason. Right. You know, there's a re- there's a lot more going on. And that's not to say both of them aren't beautiful. It's just there's one that has, you know, brings out the animal within and there's another that you're like, let's hold hands and go to the park. Right. And it's kind of scary to women. I can understand. Yeah, Because then it's like, oh, I have to be aware of the lingering, you know, crazy seductress who like <laughs> I'm more stable and rational than we put so much character onto these people that we don't like. I don't know anything from Boo of these three people. Right. And I do agree with you. One is the seductress. Yes. One is the gorgeous man, and the other is the girl you went to Hebrew right, the girl school next with. Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and it's it's not fair, but it's very um, yeah. We carnal. all we all know people who could be them too. Like what happened, this happened to, or whatever. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. What are we talking about today? All right, we're talking about why a guy would constantly bring up his ex. Okay. So this girl writes in, she said, Hey, Jared and Jordan, I'm a big fan of the podcast and I love how you tackle important topics while making me laugh along the way. My question for you both is, what is an acceptable amount of times that a guy you're dating can bring up his exes? I've been dating this guy for two months. He's been texting me every day and we hang out each weekend, but I've noticed that he keeps on mentioning his ex-girlfriends every time we hang out when telling stories that really don't need to include them. For instance, he said that... that 
He said he had a bottle of Prosecco in his refrigerator after finishing school. And he asked, who gave me that bottle? Oh, I think it was my ex from the summer. (laughs) I don't think that detail was really necessary to the conversation. He also mentioned his high school girlfriend after we had just had sex and were laying in bed together, saying that he was head over heels for her. I thought that wasn't the best timing in the world on his part. I haven't mentioned that it bothers me because we haven't defined the relationship. I'm wondering if I'm just a rebound from his girlfriend that he broke up with last fall. And if I will always be competing with ghosts of girlfriends past, any advice would be greatly appreciated on whether these are red flags or if I'm overreacting. Thanks in advance. Yeah, I don't know if it's as deep as she's making it. Like the competing against the girlfriends. Is he still not over them? There have been plenty of times where I have said things to my girlfriend or girls that I've dated where I'm like four minutes into the story and I go, oh shit, this wasn't the right audience. Right. Like I've been like, and then, oh, and then this girl I used to date wore this beautiful dress and I'm going, Jared, you this is a so you think it's this just is a friend oversight? story, not a girl story. Okay, and I do understand that, but there is a point where it's like, has he not let go? Where where is he? Or is he trying to? For me, I'd be like, is he trying to send me a message that like he's that he's still like not over these people, or is he is he kind of building this up so that he can end when he ends it? It it, it he has evidence for the, you know, I'm still thinking about these other girls. Nah, I, 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 we have to, we can't give men this much credit. Okay. You know, like I do understand what she's saying. It's annoying. Um, and it's also hard to be like, hey, I don't need to hear about your ex. Like, because then she seems like she cares too much and is insecure. Right. But it is one of those things where you're like, I, I don't see this as a move is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as like, oh, if I bring up my ex enough, she'll you know, she'll trust me more to have sex with me because she knows I'm talking about things in relationship terms and mm-hmm. I don't see that as being the thing. Also, these are his stories. Like these are like, you know, I I just a lot of times that he's head over heels in love with his he was head over heels in love with his ex-girlfriend after that, sex yeah. is a weird I right. I, I don't think that would have been a good time for you to say like, hey, like, that, yeah, you're right. I yeah. feel like it's a little insensitive. We just slept together. Um, and you don't have to make it like an attacky thing. You could just say like, it makes me a little uncomfortable. There's also a good way to say that when you, you bring can, bring up your ex. Yeah, you can be like, hey, uh, uh, I'm right here. You right. know, like it, it is fine to say that as opposed to like, hey, um, how much do you still love your ex? And you keep bringing, you know, there's a tough there's a tough tight wire to walk have you have you ever like how do you bring up exes with your boyfriend does it come up um it comes up like it doesn't come up super often when it does come up it has to be i would imagine it would be like in the in the context of a story that it were like truly related to Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean um i don't know i feel like if a if a guy was doing this it would annoy me i would prefer like because you don't want, you want to feel like they're valuing this more, but I'll, you don't want them to insult the person. You just you don't really want to hear about them in any way that's not like, yeah, I, I went to that place. I've actually been there with an ex or something. Or yeah, like, you want it to feel like it wasn't dropped in like an to let. You, and it was an afterthought right. of the story. Or like yeah, I've been in that restaurant. I was on. A, I went on a date there. I mean, I bring. I liked. I like hearing stories about exes a little bit. Like I like. You know, like I think there's like. I think you can't pry because then you end up hearing information you don't, don't want to hear. hear. So it's like you can go, hey, you know, like I've 
will ask questions about exes. I'll be like, oh, so how long did you date? When did you date? Right, like, yeah. at least that conversation gets it out of their system a little bit. Plus, you want, I think those are things that are important to know. Like, why did it end? Um, like, the, you know, that, that someone bought you a bottle of champagne is not interesting information or important information for me to know. Like, why something ended or like why it was significant to you or why it didn't mean that much to you was more interesting to me than like yeah. the factual basis of we went here together or we had yeah we we saw that movie together it, it was uh we didn't like it <laughs> that's not as interesting to me do you know what I mean it's funny to me like sometimes when my girlfriend get upset with me if I'm like she's like we should do that restaurant and I'll go I've been there before and she'll go what She'll be like annoyed that I've had experiences that precede her. And then it'll be like, when did you go? I want to date there. And it's like, and then there's this like fun, uncomfortable moment of like, yeah, you brought this up. That brings us back to our conversation about like romance versus like practicality. Yeah. Which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. But it's kind of like, yeah, like practically speaking, I haven't not been to a restaurant on any with any other woman besides you in my life. Romantically (laughs) speaking, it'd be great to pretend I hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These are two different things. Right. Yeah. I, For her, does she end it? Is this a red flag deal breaker? I mean, the Prosecco in the fridge one, oh, that's from a girl who got that for me you, over the you summer. You may ask. Yeah, right. yeah, like, I get that information coming out. For him to say head over heels after you he just got done right. from being that inside seems of rude. you seems a little rude. Um, I think it's okay to speak up for yourself when you feel something, say something. It makes you uncomfortable say something in the moment. I think, it, yeah, I agree. I think it's okay if he's not, if he doesn't want to understand how that would make you uncomfortable or doesn't stop doing it, I think it could be a deal breaker. Yeah, if you had said, hey, I was just had your penis in me. I don't want to hear about your ex. You know, like I'd like, like to I'd like to pretend for the next twenty minutes that <laughs> this is the only thing that's yeah, that you didn't want to marry someone else before meeting yeah. me. Um, but but also to me, she says haven't mentioned that it bothers me because we haven't defined the relationship. I don't think that, that matters. Yeah. Matter, yeah. Like I think it's okay to say to say when things make you feel badly. Right. Also, it's kind of like. You don't have to be someone's girlfriend for that to make you uncomfortable. That's not like a rule. Like, oh, just because we're at a certain level of seriousness, now you can't ever talk about her. If you were on a first date and he was like, ah, oh, my my ex-girlfriend used to order chicken parmesan. And you were like, well, wait what? a minute. When did were you, how long ago was that? Three days ago. You know, like, <laughs> right. like you would, if you had not said anything, then you would be fucked. Right. You wouldn't have all the information yeah. you need. I think it's okay to say that. Let's do some awkward sex. Send yours in UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, Jared and Jordana. I have a funny sexual experience that I wanted to share. Really hoping you find it as ridiculous as my friends and I do. We'll see. Uh, Two years ago, I went down to Maryland from New Jersey to celebrate New Year's Eve with my friends. We were all crashing at some of my friends' friends' house who I had not met before. So friend's friend's house. Since he lived near the bars that we were going to. A big group of us went out and it was a fun, pretty normal night. And afterwards, my two best friends and their boyfriends, the guy whose house we were staying at, let's call him Matt, were hanging out for a while before going to bed. After that, I went to the bathroom to brush my teeth and stuff and everything got weird from there. Well, I'd say it got weird when you were hammered brushing your teeth. 
Like to me, I'd be like, <laughs> you don't, you're not a, you're not a toothbrusher. When I'd be so gone. fucked up right now, I wouldn't know where I was. Um, I heard a knock on the bathroom door after a few minutes, and Matt asked, "Are you all right in there?" And I was like, "Yeah, all good." <laughs> I thought it was a little weird because I wasn't sick or anything, but didn't think much of it. Two minutes later, he knocks on the bathroom <laughs> door again. I think it's important to note, note here that the bathroom is generally a safe space where you can go to escape from people. No one ever wants to be approached while in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm with her. This is a very, very strong feeling. About <laughs> yeah, she's very against this bathroom. But I do understand not to stop maybe, the email. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. He either has to take a shit or it was weird to bring up that he wanted to hook up with you. In front of everyone? In front of everyone in the living room. And he saw this as his chance, which I agree. Not a great Right. Mo- I'm going to go like, interrupt her bathroom time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, wipe up in there. <laughs> I, I want to fuck. <laughs> But I opened the door and was like, yeah. And Matt is standing there and starts scream, starts stammering. Hey, I just, uh, I think you're really great. Uh, uh, was just wondering if, uh, and I clearly saw where this approach was going. I started, a lot of game. I started making out with him to make this interaction stop. Wow. So she was kind of into it-ish, it seems. I, There's a lot of ways to make someone stop without That don't making, include making out. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't think this is this is the way out. Okay. <laughs> How do you get out of the burning house? Well, you run uh, through the basement first, and then you go. Like, <laughs> I started making out with him to make this interaction stop, and he asked me to sleep upstairs in his room. I probably felt a little lonely because it was New Year's Eve, and I was planning to sleep on the couch, so I took up the offer for the bed under the very clear pretenses that I was not having sex with him. Nuh-uh, okay. Matt. So we had, we'd been making out, making out in his bed for a few minutes when he asked me, do you like guns? I was very thrown off. <laughs> that would be scary. Yeah, but I would think it's his dick. Or his arms. Or his arms. <laughs> That's, yeah. That would be funny. I got two of them. Yeah. Do you like guns? I was very thrown off by the question. This was right before gun control was a hot topic. And I literally never thought of guns at all. And I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Next thing I knew, he turned on his uh, over on his side, did not even get off the bed, reached down and pulled out a rifle. This is the point where I'm afraid. Yeah. This is the point That's where scary. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a Netflix documentary. Right. That with like the bathroom stammering and like yeah. the thing. Very odd, weird move. Never. I wouldn't pull out any sort of like <coughs> weapon in bed. No. Yeah, no, no this is. It's, part of some also other. they say the most people like are don't they say like a lot of you know like killings happen when people like make mistakes with their yeah, own guns right. like yeah i'd be like get that out of here it'd be you know when someone like has like a you ever go paintballing and someone like waves the gun around and you're like and then you look like i, I, would be I like, haven't been paintballing but no, i kind of know what you mean you know what i mean like when someone's just playing with something that could hurt you right and then they aim it in your direction you're like, like they're, let me make it more betches they have a champagne bottle. Oh, yeah. And you're like, get that away from me. Get it away from yeah, me. And right. you're like, you want to cover up your eyes, but you don't want to look like a fucking loser nerd. Right. <laughs> you know, like, this is what it, I would be like. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, yeah, get, I get that. Probably a three foot long giant gun from underneath the bed. He started playing with it as I literally laid there with my mouth wide open, stunned. He started taking out the bullets and stuff and asked, do you want to play with it? Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like someone told him that this was going to get him a lot of girls. You think so? This gun, my mind, I'm like, oh, someone was like, girls love guns. They think they're hot. 
And he was like, this is his first attempt at like trying to pull I mean, show off his gun. This it couldn't have read the room Worse. more wrong. Yeah. I kind of replied, uh, no thanks. And he put it away, explained that he just wanted to show me, started to make out with me again and proceeded to ask me to put on ask me to put on his shirt. At that point, I had to back out of this interaction. <laughs> oh, you're done? <laughs> Guns it wasn't, out. Yeah, it wasn't the weird, you know, interrupting my shit. <laughs> it wasn't pulling out a rifle. It wasn't asking me to play with the rifle. Now I'm out. He wants me to put on his shirt. <laughs> I said I wanted to sleep. So I turned away from him and tried to, but I could not relax with this gun enthusiast and his favorite toy next to me when he probably wasn't thrilled with my reaction. She's taking a leap a little bit. I, I, after I, a few minutes, I said that I wouldn't usually do this sort of thing and went back to sleep on the couch downstairs. Since I survived, though, this wild encounter has become my favorite story to tell. Literally everyone, whenever I get the chance. Oh my God. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, I would like to look at the apartment first. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. Yeah. Uh, I hope you like it, too. Love you guys. Can't wait to hear what you say about this best starting the new year with the bang. What do you think about this? Um, I would be out for sure. But so um, red flag deal breaker. It's I'd a be deal a breaker. deal breaker. I also feel like this guy lacks like any sort of like it's almost like less about having a gun and more about just like this the like awkwardness and social like, yeah social non graces of being like thinking that would turn me on. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the, it's the unawareness of how little this makes a woman hot. Right. Like very, if to me, it screams of just like very little game. He's like trying, it's like the guy who like pulls up in the nice car, trying yeah. or like takes you to the fanciest restaurant. It's like, you're doing this because like someone told you it would impress me. And it has the opposite effect of making me feel like you're trying very hard. And also this is very weird. Sure. The, the gun is a highly politicized item. Mm -hmm. um, it could really be anything. Right. They pull out a gold brick. Yeah. Oh, you want to play with my gold brick? You know, like, <laughs> you yes. know, like it could have oh, been. Oh, I just have so many hundreds here. Will you hold them for me? You got, you ever seen 10 hundreds in, in a, in a pack? Like, yeah. Right. yeah have you, have, like, even if they pulled out, like, do you uh, want to see my house on Zillow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is all, Oh, look at this dildo. I happen to have under the bed. Like right. anything getting pulled out mid makeout is like, Okay, you just pulled a rabbit out of your hat to like right. get the tip at the end. Like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the most, like the most that you could really do would be like to put on music, and even that, unless it's like very like standard, sure, can be risky as well. I mean, I mean, it's funny also to think he's like, oh, <laughs> I guess this could be put in the context of like, oh, you think this makeout is good? Well, wait till you see this penis. And you don't believe the penis is going to be big? Check out this rifle. Now you know I got a big dick. Right. No, like but it's it does, just so funny that no girl would ever think that. I know. It, think it, like it's, the opposite. It's so misaligned. Right. Mis yeah, and, he really know. hit the mark. But I could see how like maybe in his head he was like, girls like, got like guns are like attractive and girls will like it. They know I'm like strong or something. I what's, don't know. What's also annoying about this and this is like we live in such highly politicized times that he could go that fucking liberal idiot doesn't like guns like no 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 this is about you having horrible game in the bedroom in yes. the bedroom you Terrible. stink at this but this is the thing like with any subject on this subject it becomes you know right or left when this is just 
you suck at being a dude. Right. You know, terrible. like you're a terrible fucking hookup. I call this one shot in the dark. Oh, I like it. You took it. Big Bang Theory. I like that. Um, Big Bang Theory. That's good. <laughs> yeah, because it is his theory. Yeah. I think I would be out just like this. I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, I got to go to the... I, I, it's a little too much for me. I'm going to go to the couch. If I if a woman did this, I would I would like be afraid. I'd be like, oh, I'm the next you season could, of cereal. Especially if you don't know them at all. Because yeah. you're like, just like, this person could be really crazy. It's also your parents' house. So it's not even like your gun. <laughs> Like, like, are you showing me your dad's gun right. to yeah. impress me? Yeah, that's that's an added extra benefit of like this is why it's even like sadder. This if move. your dad owns it, no one's impressed. That's I think that's we should true like for I think that's everything. Yeah. Everything. Like, if yeah. you pull up in your dad's Maserati, we all go, "All right, good for your dad." Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of your like your dad had a good year. That's excellent. What would the female equivalent be? Like this feels I very. I feel like man. it might be like pulling out some crazy like lingerie or like, or like a. Yeah, that's sex. funny. I mean, like the first encounter, or like, um, do you want like a sex, some sex toy or something like that? Of like, oh, men will love this, like, or <laughs> maybe maybe talk. Have you seen my anal beads? Right, <laughs> right like oh, like someone told out. me men love this. <laughs> like he's gonna pulls a string right. of beads out of her own ass. Like right. oh, I know, I don't know if I've been holding these all night. Or some like crazy dirty talk. I feel like which is beyond the realm of like anything sure. most people would say on a first like that gets really weird. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. I I, I totally or, like someone understand. told them a, a guys love that and then yeah. <laughs> You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout there's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ but a very close second Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. 
today. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some emails. UUP at Betches.com. UUP. We're going to do one email and then Luann's going to come on. Boom. All right. This is a deal reveal, which I know you love. I love a deal reveal. Hi, J&J. Love your show. I started listening in July after my boyfriend broke up with me out of nowhere and I needed the motivation to get back into the dating scene. You go, girl. Please come back to Chicago for another show. I was in Greece and devastated to miss you guys. Uh Uh-oh. Not okay. A feta stow. I've been dating this guy for a couple months and we recently agreed not to date other people. His texting and communication has slowed a lot since the beginning, but that tends to happen and I wasn't worried. However, this past week, we barely communicated. I reached out Wednesday because my work dinner was canceled and asked if he wanted to hang. We were both having really stressful weeks. He asked if wine was involved and I said wine and scratches. I don't really understand what that means. I think scratching his back. Oh, okay. His favorite. And he said it was tempting. Hours later, he sends me a pic of him drinking wine on the couch with ice on his ankle. I asked what happened, and he, and he injured it the night before playing basketball. No mention of a hangout, so I went to bed. He texted me on Thursday, pretty normal conversation for us, but no mention of plans this weekend. Friday, I, te- I decided to text on the assumption that I would see him this weekend, like Jared says to do, and got the text <laughs> Don't below. put this on me. <laughs> Well, it's like, well, next week's episode. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Um, I responded saying, okay, no worries. Have a good weekend. So what's the deal? Did he really just have an awful week? Do you think this is salvageable or should I just assume he's over me and move on? So then she sends the two different conversations. We can read them. I'll be her. Yeah, let's do it. So this is... This is the first one. That Wednesday. Leads. This is from Wednesday. Okay, so can we sum up? Let's do a little review. She's been dating this guy. Two months. They're not seeing other people. Okay. They're exclusive, but not in a relationship. Right. Is, is the, the label that they've kind of agreed on. Yes. Um, and then they, had a, they hadn't seen each other, barely communicated, reached out Wednesday because the work dinner was canceled, asked if he wanted to hang. Uh, we were both having really stressful weeks. Okay. And he said it was tempting. Okay. So this is the first text of her in the week trying to hang out. All right. So she, so she said, hey, how's your week going? Oh, just busy, crazy, stressful, and want to scream. How about you? Literally same. But my work dinner tonight was canceled, so let me know if um, if uh, whatever her name is, time slash stress relief later sounds appealing. It does sound appealing. Is wine involved? Wine. <laughs> I, love wine. I love that text. He's just like, are we gonna get fucked any, up? Yeah. Anymore? I need. I'm like, oh, hang out with you, maybe. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fishing out. De- it's like who else is coming? Yeah. You know when you know when you ask someone if you invite someone to a party and they're like, well, yeah. who's who else is coming? Let me see the guest list and then I'll decide. Right? Yeah. It's like that. Uh, wine and scratches. And then he sends. And then he sends back a picture of wine with his ankle under ice. And she says, ha, nice. 
and that was okay, it. I guess that was it. If I were her, just giving her a little um, thought, um, I would have said, um, "So, I guess you don't want it. Do you not want to hang out anymore? I I get it, or like something like that." Yeah, ha, nice is not the. Re- I, I You're agree. not getting the information that you would need after you sort of agreed to sort of agreed to do this thing. He's not even telling you what happened, like that he, he's not giving you a verbal explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and also like at that point, so it does sound appealing as wine involved wine and scratches. So now she's like, she's being cute. She's like, I'll give you the wine and the scratches. And then he just sends back a glass of wine with his foot and ankle. But okay. It's, I think the timestamps are important too. Right. Cause she said wine and scratches at, uh, about five. So that would be the time you're leaving work or getting towards right. the end of the she day. She wants to like know what's going on, and then he doesn't answer until seven forty-five. With the wine and ankle on ice, which doesn't look like he's running to come to his her place right now. Mm-hmm. And that point, that's when you got to call it out, right? Because he didn't say, and it's not like he said, like oh, I actually just twisted my ankle. Like, can we do a rain check for a different night? Yeah, or. I mean, uh, yeah, he should have said that. Right. But she should say, I mean, uh, there's a point She should where, have said at like 5.30, like, are we on? Are you interested? Like, are you down? So, like, should I come over later? Yeah. And I think also, like, and I don't want to blame the person who's trying. Because she's trying. I don't like, you know, I, I, when she writes, but my work dinner tonight was canceled. So, let me know if Amanda time slash stress relief later sounds appealing. When someone, when a guy wants to date you, wants to hook up with you and not date you, he's going to let those those texts just slide. Not, this is, not a direct, right. This You're is saying how she you needs keep, to be more direct. Yeah, this is how you keep someone on the hook to fuck you, but not have to be responsible so for them. How would you have phrased that if you were her? If I were her, I would have written, um, hey... My work dinner tonight was canceled, so I'd love to hang out with you. Let's do some wine time at my place or your place. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's what you meant more than the, like, I assume we're doing like something this weekend. I think that she misinterpreted that, and we'll see that in the next text. Yeah. Where she thought you were just like, assume you have plans, even if you don't. I think you're more like, assume the person's going to say yes. Yes. When you ask them, not like pretend they are... Like, well, I'll, we'll read the next one because she texts him again on Friday. I just think this is an... She's avoiding hearing the yes no, or no. Right. She's and, saying, yeah. like, does it sound appealing is not yes or are you, like... And he just writes, it does time. sound appealing. And then by the time he gets back, oh, it's too late. It did sound appealing. I've been nice the whole time. Right. That's kind of the move. And the move is be just nice enough that disappointing someone could be uh you don't seem like that big of an asshole yeah because he's now now he sends the foot in the picture with the wine so yeah it's been a tough day i I wasn't lying about the tough day but i'm also not lying about it's hard to get off my couch because i got this thing on my leg right so then she texts on friday at 1 15 p.m hey what are we doing this weekend (laughs) i think that's what she thought you meant so to clarify to everyone who thinks that like that this is what they should do um I, I maybe you did mean it like this, but in my mind, what you mean is like, is like, um, let's get dinner. Um, yeah, I, I, what are we doing more, this weekend after you've gotten a soft no? Right. It does. You're you have to live in reality. Right. Where someone could come back to that and be like, what are we? What, are you, we? <laughs> what the fuck are we? Right. You know, we are nothing. 
Is, is his first thought. Right. Well, he's not going to write that. Well, he we does, aren't even a relationship. We haven't defined this. We're exclusive, but not fucking anyone's. But, you know, we. Right. This is an annoying person to deal with because they're not giving you a hard. They're never giving you hard no's. Yeah. Hard, without a hard no, it's very hard to say, like, to say deal breaker. Sure. And she's also ignoring hard. Get the, soft, she's ignoring the soft no's. Yeah. And, like, at some point, someone has to break. At some point. Him with the wine and the ankle brace. You have to go, wait, does that mean? I, I know we're trying to be romantic and right. fun and flirty, but like. So are you coming over or not? Do you want me to come to you? Right. Like that's the assumed close. Right. And then if the person, then you force them to say no. No, tonight's not the night. Right. Um, and, then I, and then when they say tonight's not the night, you go, well, let me know when you're ready. And you're done trying. Right. And then you're done. Because he wrote back. So she wrote, hey, what are we doing this weekend? And then he's right. This is his response. Hey there. Like, I can imagine him saying that. Like, hey there is annoying because it seems like I've been trying to avoid writing this text, but now I'm writing. And here it comes. Hey hey there. Hey there. Wasn't aware that we had any plans this weekend. See, he's vague until this is is perfect. He doesn't get what she's trying to. He's not taking the sarcasm bait, too, of like, what are we doing this weekend? Oh, you think it was sarcasm? I think it's kind of like, oh, like, I, I I, don't think she was, like, actually assuming they had plans. I think she was like, oh, of course we would hang out. Like, what do you want to do this weekend? Oh, I I, <laughs> I think she took a step too far. I, I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying that's something I would text, like, my boyfriend. Of but, course. like, now we're dating. But I, You I, live together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right. what are we doing uh, is what, you, uh, like, people who live together text. Right. You can't text that to someone who, like, you see once every two weeks. They were not going to. Who that just work sent the same. you a picture that avoided answering your first question. Right. Wasn't aware that we had any plans this weekend. I've had a hell of a week, so may just want to lay low tonight. Tomorrow night I have dinner drinks with a friend, which means here are my plans without you. Right. Yeah, I think this is this might be a little dead. Um, but what I would do is he's guys avoiding actually having the annoying conversation of saying that he doesn't want to hang out anymore. To yeah, me, I would take I would take the hint of like, OK, this person is not prioritizing seeing me. He must not be that into it anymore. So I would just ask that. I'd be like, hey, like I've tried to hang out a few times. Doesn't seem like you're that interested. Has something do you feel like something's changed from when we first started dating? His response to that will be very positive, though. It will be not mean. It's well, going to be what, would it be? what he's been doing out. before. So let's play it out. Go give what's the text again? Hey, like uh totally get that. I do feel like you kind of like been flaking a bit on like plans and we haven't really been hanging out as much as we used to. Like uh do you feel like something's different for you? Nah, this week has been so crazy. I'm so sorry. Um I do like hanging out with you. Just this has just been a week and I had plans this weekend and you know, that's what's going on. I'm not really, you know, I, maybe another time we can do something. Right. But you said you weren't even doing anything tonight. Like I would have been fine to like come over and just hang out. And you just you don't really even seem interested in that. Or like, did you want to do something next week? Like, do you want to put something like in the calendar? I'm just kind of feeling like you're not that into this. I'm getting that vibe. I'm into this. Um, but, you know, things are just so busy that, you know, to do anything, to put things in the calendar just doesn't work on my end. Like, he would have to, at that point, with that line of right. questioning, he'd have to be like, yeah, and then... I'd be too busy to... And I'd be like, well, if you can't really find a date in the next week or so that works for you, I really don't feel like um, that you necessarily like have the time to really be dating, which is fine, but like, just wanted to let you know I don't... 
I'm looking for something a little more serious. Yeah, and and at that point, you know, this is one of those like she's done everything right that to point, not have that type of text to him. Right, like the thing you just said is what she should be saying. This text, not what are we doing this weekend? Like, <laughs> hey, well, I haven't. I, heard I would from try you. again if I were her. It's fine to say like, it's okay. Do, uh, try again. What yeah. are you up to this weekend or something? Or sure. do you want to do something this weekend? I think she's got to stop pushing. I think sometimes you have to be the receiver and you say, and you, and let them know that, Hey, mm-hmm. th- but she wants, she wants a close. I think she closure. also wants a closure. If it's, yeah. Cause that's the issue with saying, okay, I'm done. I'm putting this in your court. Cause then you're still kind of like waiting around wondering if they're ever going to do that, which isn't that helpful for you either. And then maybe you get that text on a Friday night where the guy's like out and drunk and being like, Oh, like, are you around? Yeah. But then you have to remember what you wanted in the, in the first place. Right. But I'm saying then you're, because then if you're, you're like, Oh, well here's the, here's the part where he's coming to me. And I just like, I didn't text him first. So it's fine. Yeah. Well, that's he, that, that is the truth. He's trying to set up a situation where coming to you seems like effort when it's not. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like not effort, but you can think because if you're like, okay, I'm done trying. I'm going to let, I'm going to wait for him to come to me. And then he comes to you and you're kind of like, but you didn't come up with, most people don't come up with like ground rules for what that has to look like. Yeah, but they women have to women have a great memory until they don't want to have a good memory, <laughs> until it's hearing a no. Right. And because in that situation, if I was to write to someone, hey, I've been trying to hang out with you for a couple weeks. If you want to do a date, I'm down for that. But it feels like you don't want this to grow. Right. Well, that's and then the person would write back. Saying, yeah. Okay. And then you, they write back. Well, I'm not looking for anything serious, and they basically end it, mm-hmm. or they go. You know, you're right. I've been so busy. And then they make a plan. Right. And if the plan that they come back with, that's this is the part where you have to have a good memory. If the plan they come back with is Friday night, I'll be out drinking White Claws. Let me know where you're at. Let me know where you're at. You gotta. You have to write back to that. That's not the plan I want. Right. And be okay with it. Yeah, that. which is a hard thing to do. I understand that totally, especially mm. if you're like kind of into someone. You're like, oh, I don't want to. You give someone a lot of slack when you're into them, and it's important to, own, like you said, own your standards. Sure. I, this is, But this is like a, one of those exchanges where I see what she's doing. He sees what she's doing. Right. We all see it. And it's like it starts to become wearing. I agree. But- you know, she's got to move on from this guy. I think we're in agreement on that. Anyway, we will be back with the Countess Luann. Very exciting. Great conversation. She's fantastic. Check it out. Enjoy. Keep sending those emails. UUP at Betches.com. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. 
That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. And we are back with a very special guest, Countess Luann Deliceps. I am a huge fan. I'm a, I'm the biggest Real Housewives of New York fan. I binge watched, I think, how many seasons are there? It's going to be season 12 this this is about this spring. About so to be season twelve. It's about to be season twelve. So. I feel like I. I mean, you must get this a lot. I feel like I know you. I obviously don't. Um, but it's. It's. I think it's the best show on television. I think it is the best editing. It's the most entertaining. Oh thing my god! For my me. editor is gonna love that. I'm gonna see her tomorrow. I'm gonna tell her you said that. There was like a few scenes on that Barry. where I'm just like, this is the best editing on reality television yeah, no, I've ever seen. She's great, and we have the the most amazing season coming up. Um, so, um, I'm excited. It's, you know, our, I think our best season yet. Really? Yeah. Did really you ever excited. think it would be like this when you first started doing the show? No way. I mean, when we first started, it was a pilot. Yeah. Um, we got paid $10,000 for the whole season. Okay. <laughs> it was a pilot. And yeah. then, you know, it just kind of took off. I mean, I, I remember after the first season, it was like, you know, we would be in New York and it'd be like, Countess, walking down the street. And I just couldn't right. believe it. And yeah. it was, it was kind of like the reality of Sex in the City and Desperate Housewives kind of intertwined. Totally I remember when it came out, the Desperate Housewives thing, that was kind of like the jump off point right. that I kind of seen it from. But it, I... Did you ever think people would like, like when you first, what did you think it was going to be when you first started? You know, I had no idea. I mean, it was, uh, first of all, called Manhattan Moms. So okay. it wasn't even the Housewives. So and I think, you know. Manhattan Moms makes it sound like, I, I feel like that'd be offensive. That, I feel like that's so far from like the actual content of the show, though. I mean, you guys are right. all moms, but it's so much more like. Like you're not, a, it doesn't really show too many people with like young kids. It's really more about like you guys and your businesses and like the way you interact with each other. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, I had no idea what it was going to be. I mean, it was basically, you know, we're going to, um, we want to, you know, kind of an insider view of, of your life and with your children and, um, and with your husband, because at the time I was married and, um, and, you know, I had done television before. I mm. used to work for Italian television. And so reality was a new kind of medium for me. Mm -hmm. And um, and I thought, you know, why not? You know, this is how I live my life. You know, you got to take chances uh, and you never know what's going to happen. So. Right. So, so this is a dating and relationship podcast. We right. talk about modern dating issues on this show. You're, I mean, you said you were married at the time it first started. And then yeah. you become, you know, a celebrity. Right. Um how has it been being single in the public eye? Like, how is that? Well, you know, it's never easy because, you know, I was raising two children and, um, and I think it's, it's, it's not easy for women and raising kids and mm -hmm. working and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to juggle everything. So I think it's, you know, women are a force to be reckoned with and, and they're the most powerful. Um, and I think that it, we make it look easy, but it's sure. not easy. Have right. you ever done a dating app? I've never done a dating app. No, never. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I just I think, think it's I an interesting. Like, I don't know. I want yeah. to. Look, no, I I haven't. Have you ever not been tempted? To, not to. No, well, you know what? Sometimes I look like my niece is on dating apps. Okay. Like she was on Raya, and I was like right. swiping with her and going, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But I don't know. I just it's. I'm old fashioned that way. Sure. I think, and um, not to say that people haven't met, you know, and of course, and had great yeah. relationships on dating apps. It's just. 
it hasn't been for just me. not the way you're looking it's not the way I, I look at it so right i could totally see that i also i, I watch I a lot of find it impersonal it's just you know and i just feel like when you have too many options in life it's hard to decide and pick things the hardest so i'm the kind of person that likes to feel and touch and smell things before i actually invest in them how do how do, <laughs> i I, I, you know. I totally understand it's, it's all a personal yeah. preference yeah. but how how do you meet men how do men approach you um, you know, I, um, because I would I, think you're, you have to have that air, you know, like you're on TV, you're in TV. Right, or how do you know which beautiful, people are, are like, just yeah, are I mean, into the fame or, or just actually kind of like are interested in you or, you well, know, it must you know, be hard to I navigate. Just, you know, I just feel like these kind of things come naturally when you lead with your heart, I mm-hmm. think. And I, you know, when I got divorced in 2009, you know, I met Jacques, mm-hmm. you know, and that. Jacques had no idea what I did or who I was, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, it's it's hard to navigate because you know a lot of people know who I am, but a mm-hmm. lot of people don't know who I am. You know, I don't I don't come from a place of oh I'm a star or anything like that. That's not who I am. So I don't think of myself that way, and I think that makes a big difference. I don't have that you know um, that air that that you know I'm unapproachable because I am sure. very approachable, which people don't know about me or think it, you know about me. I'm down to earth and kind of cool. Yeah, and not like all uncle, you know. It's gotta, exactly. t- it's gotta be tough to be chill. <laughs> it's one of the best. It's, best scenes. it's gotta be tough to be oh. chill and also say it's Countess, right? <laughs> well, I mean, listen. At this point, it's my hashtag. It's yeah. it's a part of who I am. Of it's course. always gonna be a part of who I am. You know, I was married for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a t- it's a courtesy title, which you know. Um, listen, my ex husband, the Count, you know, will be the first one to say, you know, uh, you deserve that, and you keep mm-hmm. it. You know, it's for you. Right. I, I and I have that. two children with the name Delaseps, and so you know, it's it's um, it's a family thing. It's a uh, something I'm very proud of, for and sure. um, and part of my history. I find it also like so fascinating that I feel like of, of all the Housewives franchises is like New York. Most of you of the of, of you guys on there are single. Most of you are or at least like not married or dating or things like that. But it's not like a huge issue or it's not a huge thing. It's it not like a huge. Up. Don't you right, love it? Right. It's not <laughs> We're even all like single. <laughs> it's not even that dramatic. Like there's so much. I mean, and I feel like that's maybe part of it was being in New York as opposed to like all these other cities where it's mm-hmm. like you don't really need like a husband or a boyfriend to like be doing things that are fun and interesting constantly right. to get it's, out of the house. Right. Like as opposed to all these other cities where it's like, it seems like that's like a big crux of like without that, without those relationship exactly. issues or the husbands or mm-hmm. being a part of the drama, mm-hmm. there's like not too much no, of a story. It, it, that's what makes New York work. I think that, you know, um, I hope that we inspire women to know that, you know, you can be fabulous on your own in your own right and um and and do you without having to, you know, rely on other people and be strong on your own and you know, seek out your passions and things that you love and and I think being in New York, you have all those opportunities also, you know, everything right. is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can learn a foreign language and go out to the, you know, whatever, you know, classes and, you know, take all these interesting classes and just work on yourself and improve yourself. And I think being interested in things is, is what makes you interesting. Well, there's, there's a, honestly, like a, a New York, especially there's a scene for everything. There is. So, right. you know, you do a live show. Yes. It's a cabaret. Yes. You can find a cabaret in New York right. and go see Luann. Like, that's that's, true. that's an amazing, <laughs> but that doesn't, you know, sometimes that doesn't exist in every city. That's true. And to tell people the truth, 
this audience, mm-hmm. Luann is taking that show on the road. Yeah, I'm on we a want, Live Nation tour with We want to yeah. let people know, mm-hmm. okay? Yes. If you are in Cincinnati or Indianapolis, she's coming to your town. That's and puts right. on Jordana... You said an unbelievable I've show. Heard, I haven't gotten the chance to see it yet, but I've heard it's amazing. It's so entertaining. And, I de- and I've seen bits of it on the show, on, mm-hmm. like the, on Real Housewives of New York. Right. Um, and it looks awesome. And Just little bits and pieces. You know what it is? It's, you know, how I started the show is that um, a really good friend of mine said to me, you know, Lou, you love to entertain. You love to tell jokes and you love to sing for your friends. You know, you should be doing cabaret. And that's how the whole thing started. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I should do a cabaret show. And he introduced me to a director, Ben Rimmelauer, and, you know, we um, started talking and it just, we hit it off and together we we built the show. And um, so it's really old school entertainment. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Carol Burnett variety, you know, in terms of entertainment and it's old school. So I think people... You know, when they come to the show, you're really in my living room, you know? Yeah. I sing for you. I tell you stories. I read from my diary. Um, and, of Love course, it. I sing, you know, my classics live, you know, Money and Chic. And, um, so if you're in, we want people to go. If you're in Indianapolis, she's going to be there on January 24th and Cincinnati on January 25th. Um, and also, Michelle Collins, friend of mine, she's fantastic. She's on the shows with you. Yes, she's, uh, you know, I in my on my tour, I have a comedian and... Mm-hmm. And I have one singer that that comes in because it is variety. So I love the element of comedy. I love the element of being swooned by a fabulous Broadway star. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a lot of huge talent in my show, you know, from, you know, the biggest uh, Broadway stars to Lance Bass, who's been in my show. Uh, so so I'm really show. lucky. This yeah, is it's, great. it's a big show. It's a big show. I have got Billy Stritch, who's my musical director, who played with Liza for 25 years, and now he's working with me. So I'm very lucky because I have really talented musicians and really talented guests, and um, and you know traveling for the show and being on the road and tour is just. I mean, beyond. I'm beyond humbled and loving the whole experience. Do, do you feel like? Um, <clears throat> do you feel like you'd be able, or you would be doing this show, or you'd be like? as motivated to do the show if you were still married and, and you know, like no, nothing ever happened there? Do you feel like this was something that you would do anyway? Or do you feel like this is sort of you something know, that happened to you later in life or that you wanted? Well, listen, you know, my first husband, the Count, well, he, he'll be the first one to say, you're such a showgirl because I used to work for Italian television. I used to be a showgirl in Italian television. So for him, it's like, this is exactly where you belong. Right. You know, I don't think I could have gotten away with it in my second marriage because that was a totally different story. But, you know, um, my first marriage and, and my ex-husband to this day is very supportive of, mm-hmm. of the show. And he's been to the show, actually, yeah. in New York. Yeah. And, um, and the kids, you know, for the kids to see me on stage after, you know, the hell I've been through the last couple of years to see me right. get up and rise to the stage and make, you know, uh, lemon meringue out of lemons yeah. has been an do, amazing thing to, to live. Do men approach you after the show? Do men approach me? Yeah, <laughs> do, do they see on stage. Are they what like percent well, of the show? Is yeah, like like female said, versus well, male. Like, my, oh. like a, my friend brought me along, and I, I didn't know. You know, because sometimes yeah. that happens at ours. Where like a friend brought me, and I didn't know about you. Right. I would think that's you know a way that you know maybe well, a man it, would approach. It happens. You. you know, a lot of um, especially you know men who come to the show are like they don't really watch the show, mm-hmm. and to have them say that they had a great time sure. and enjoyed the show, even though they don't know anything about Housewives, is my goal. Right. That's a great you know, compliment. Yeah, it's a great compliment, and and I would say probably about eighty percent of my audience is female. 
Okay. So the girls are coming out. It's okay. girls' night it's out. It's a party. It's the bachelorette party. It's a birthday party. It's um, you know, it's Mary F. Kill. You know, this is why I named my sh- new show coming out in the spring, Mary F. Kill, because mm. it's all about relationships and husbands and right. you know boyfriends and um and what we all go through and um and i always get asked because i do a q a with the audience mm-hmm. i always get asked this question who would you marry who would you f and who would you kill okay so i thought this is the name of my next show who are you what type of guy are you looking to marry looking to marry yeah i've been married twice but you know what i'm a hopeless romantic mm-hmm. and I feel like um, never say never and maybe three time is the charm, like they say. Sure. Um, You know, what am I looking for? I'm looking for easy, happy. uh, It's funny if a man said that, they get crushed. (laughs) She means like, no, no, no no mind games. Funny, funny, successful, of course, handsome would be nice. Yeah, right. Tall. Let's do an email. You ready? Yeah, let's do an email. So we get emails from listeners. Um, We thought this one might be a fun one for you to weigh in on. Okay. um, Given that you've you've been married and, you know, neither of us have. And what's your thoughts on this? (laughs) Should I read it? Go for it. All right. Hi, Jay and Jay. Love the podcast. Thanks for all your great advice. (coughs) My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year now and are both on the same page that we want to eventually get married and have kids. Etc. We're only 26, so neither of us is in a huge rush to do those things, but something that is in the more near future is moving in together. The only problem is he snores like a motherfucking freight train, <laughs> and I have to wear earplugs and have ocean sounds playing or be very drunk uh, to sleep next to him. And when, he, and when he does sleep over, I try to switch between that slash sleeping on the couch slash making him, him sleep on the couch. Mm. My question is, how weird is it to be a couple with two bedrooms? I like the idea of saving money by sharing one bedroom, but I also don't want him to feel bad that we don't sleep together. But I don't know if I can function with him keeping me awake at night. And to be honest, even apart from that, I prefer sleeping by myself. But I really love him and will do anything to make it work. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, what do you guys think? Get a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. That's what I think. And you-, you can meet in the middle and make it sexy, you know? Do you think Why that might- have sex in the bedroom? I mean, what about the couch? There what about the kitchen table? Look at that. That might be the key to a happy relationship. Yeah, you're making me blush. <laughs> no, but listen, you know, I think the most important thing is to be happy, right? So if you have to get wasted to sleep next to your boyfriend, that's, you know, you're going to get depressed. I right. Have a, I have a question. Do you think you would have given the same advice before your first marriage? Um, You know what? My, my boyfriend, well, my husband at the time he didn't snore like that i can't okay. imagine not being able to sleep you know and right. being next to somebody that keeps you up all night sure. i mean that's got to be really frustrating and exhausting and horrible yeah i agree i, I Jordana, wonder if what there's like a, what's wrong you know what to there me there are no rules you make the rules you define what's comfortable for you and what makes you happy and when you know what when you're happy than everybody else around you. Is Luan, do, do you feel I'm like with you, you. Do you yeah. feel like you would get like some backlash from like your friends? What people think? Well, this, you know? is, this is what yeah, I well, keep that's thinking. That's what you were saying the, before. Well, yeah, like this is what I'm thinking. Like this is like I love. It's refreshing to hear from you. You're like get the two rooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck in the kitchen. That's, you know, that's right. Exactly. That is yeah. as simple and as straightforward mm-hmm. as the advice should be. The problem is. I think this is more like a female problem than a male problem. Like, Mm -hmm. 
it, like if a guy told me, yeah, my wife and I have two different rooms, I'd be like, wow, you figured it out. Yeah, you get to sleep on your own. That's you can, right. You can hang out in your room, play video games, That's and then right. meet in the middle and fuck in another room. Like yeah. to me, this is the dream. Or you can pick the bedroom. You know, is it your place your or place mine? Sure, that's like, <laughs> it's like romantic. It's so sexy. Yeah, and like the can way leave she leave rose had, petals, you know, on the yeah, way to your room. You know, kind straight of straight to your crotch. Yeah. You know, like and but when, <laughs> but this email is she's like, well, he care? No, he's no. not. This is. I think her issue is with the brunch table. Right. Women. Yeah. I would have something to say at the it, brunch table. This is what I'm, I'm saying. Sure. Women right. give each other such shit mm. that like if you were like, if I was like one of your girlfriends and I was like, um, yeah, me and, you know, Rob are going to do two different bedrooms. Like I feel like the whole table would go down to their phones to text each other about how horrible our ma- marriage was. You no, know, like, I, th- I think they would go, oh shit, am I doing something wrong? Oh, okay. May- I, th- I think you have to spin maybe. it on its head, which is, you know what? Maybe they have something here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, like, do you think I, I that when you, when you just... see the like uh, the Dorinda John thing where she has a te- they don't there live you go. together? Perfect right? example. You're not. Okay. There's no part of you that kind of feels like a little judgy. Like, oh, is it? Isn't that she must not like him that much? Or is this you know like a like a judgmental thing? Like for me, I feel like a lot of women or me when I when I see like a different scenario. And again, I'm very. I feel like especially at my age, people are getting married. They're like moving on to these things. You're like, you kind of feel like you have to be in these boxes that move forward and anything out of that might be an indicator or a red flag of like, they're just not that into them. That shows you're just, for me, that you're just uncomfortable with yourself. That's all I can uh, say about that. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, um, I appreciate you judge. The... You know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. should do what makes them happy. And I feel like, you, know, I, you can't care about what people think. Like, for example, if I, you know, brought this up on the housewives, mm-hmm. you know, right? Right. Like the girls would be like, really? You know, and I think you have to make people understand where you're coming from. And if they don't get it, that's their problem, not yours. Right. So it is funny that a lot of, you know, I, I, I don't I don't mean to put this on women, but this feels mm-hmm. like a very female thing where like. They're different things, just like Jordana just said. Like the minute you go outside of the box, mm-hmm. you start thinking of your friends doing their housewives face to camera interview, going, <laughs> yeah. "Well, yeah. Jordana <laughs> doesn't even sleep in the same bed as her husband." You know, that's like what you would you would think that's that. kind of which, which yeah. isn't fair. I mean, that's a, which isn't right. fair, right. And which is going to happen. I mean, you ultimately all, is going to happen. Yeah. But but if you're it's, more comfortable. it's the matter. It's it's how you now then you know, take that in and deal with. I mean, you don't have to agree or, you know, I like, again, like I said, it's being comfortable with who you are and the decisions you make and not letting, you know, people sway what works for you. Yeah. I think that's good advice. I, it's yeah. great advice, but tougher to take than it is to give. Definitely is. Advice I, is always tougher to take. I agree. <laughs> I, I, but it's so funny to me because if I ever brought up to my girlfriend, like, hey, we should do two different bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you know, maybe, she, yes, you might agree with me, but then I do think a part of her and a part of a lot of women would be like, how am I going to sell this to the group? Right. How right. am I going to sell this to the group chat? And it's because like, that sucks. Being, I don't have that thought in my mind. It's yeah, because I romance would, I don't isn't like that either. necessarily like practical, right? Sure. So like the most romantic things are almost like the most impractical things, yeah. right? Like we want to lock ourselves in a locker room and beat only the, the two <laughs> of us in this tight quarter forever because we're so obsessed with each other. Like that's not practical or like even the idea of sleeping in the same bed next to one person for the rest of your life seems sort of impractical Mm -hmm. right but it's romantic yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) is being with one person for your entire life 
kind of impractical, very romantic. Sure. So it almost has this like opposite thing and it's hard to toe the line between like what is actually like making me feel good or what am I just doing for the sake of this like rom-com romantic Listen, ideal. Listen, you know, I think people make the mistake of trying to plan out their whole lives when you really have to live for the moment and live for today. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because guess what? <laughs> Who knows? And you know, yeah, you'll spend half your life thinking of what other people are thinking and not doing anything. Exactly, I, I'm with you. I, it, we it's make plans, and yeah. you know, and God laughs really is 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 what it is because, you know, you can make all these plans and think, oh, you know, I'm we're going to do this the rest of our life. We're going to buy this and have that, and you know, I just think that you have to live in the moment and be happy, and um, do what makes you happy. All right. Let's do regardless of what people think. You know, that's how I live my life because, listen, I try to live my life that way because at the end of the day, I've got to live with myself. Right. I'm not living with those people that are talking talking into the confessional. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And, And, you know, I'm sure you like to sleep with your girlfriend and that's why you guys sleep together, right? Of course. But, I mean, if she said once a week we get to our own bedroom, I go, this is a good idea. Yeah. I'm into that. And here's the thing. People are going to talk about something or another anyway they're mm-hmm. always going to talk about something yeah. so you shouldn't build your life around making sure that they don't talk about the things that you don't want them to talk about because they're just going to find something else to talk about exactly yeah. couldn't agree with you more let's play some games let's do it awesome so we play this game called red flag or deal breaker basically we say a scenario and you say if the person you're if the person you're dating did this would okay. you be like this is just a red flag i'm going to figure it out or this is a deal breaker i can't Okay. I'm out. Okay. Mm. All right. So you're dating someone, everything's perfect, but they believe in showering together every day. Is deal a, breaker. <laughs> deal breaker. Done. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, listen, um, unless you can convince them that that's not going to happen every day. That's their thing. They're deal like, breaker. That's their that's, thing. That's, deal breaker that's intimacy me. to them. Yeah. Right. Especially during this time of year. It's freezing. <laughs> you're off shivering in the corner while they're showering. There's no... Unless you're like... Unless... I would have to, we would have to have like the best shower ever made. Yeah, or the ones that are huge with double heads. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need like a quadruple heads. And even heads. then, yeah. even then, it's like, you know what? I, it's yeah, a moment me, of privacy that you need for yourself, Yeah, right? give me five minutes. Give me five That's minutes. That's what I was thinking. It's mm-hmm. like, I could commit to maybe two days a week, but I feel like a shower is a very, it's like there's not, especially when you live with someone, there's only so many moments you get to be completely on your own and yeah. you, don't have to ex, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. Exactly, yeah, and sh- have the bathroom to yourself. Shower together is like, it's the twenty piece McNugget of <laughs> sexual encounters. Like a twenty piece McNugget, you're like, I'm pretty hungry. I should get the twenty piece. Then you get done with it. You're like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this not at all. Not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, I need to right. go puke, and I don't want to look at my body anymore. <laughs> Let's do okay, there. so this girl writes. She said, I met a guy in a dating app, and we've been talking quite a bit. We haven't met up yet. Um, he seems incredible. He checks all the boxes. She's been. I've been quite picky in the past and have cut off guys early and the earliest sign of any red flag. I know people aren't perfect, so I need to cut them some slack. This guy, three years ago, met my best friend on an app, but they never met, and they never met either, but they did Snapchat for a little bit, nothing serious, and he sent her an unsolicited dick pic. He's quite forward when it comes to talking sexually, something I'm not entirely comfortable with since I haven't met him in person and I don't usually respond. Do I tell him the reasons and cut him off or do I uh, give him the benefit of the doubt that it was three years ago and he's changed? Do I tell him the reason um, he's in his late 20s? I'm in my mid early 20s. I thought the age might help give 
Jared a better idea of what type of guy this is. All right. So would this be a red flag for you or a deal breaker? So just to sum up, yeah, she's talking to this guy on the app. She she wants to go out with him. She thinks it's going really well. She finds out her best friend three years ago, they also matched, and he sent her this dick pic. Red flag or deal breaker? Deal breaker. Deal breaker? I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think deal breaker because now first of it's all, like- why haven't they gotten together yet? Okay, that's yeah. the first red flag. That's the issue with the world of dating apps. They take there's there's not a lot of talking, not a lot of like me. Like you I said, mean, feel how, touch. I mean, yeah. how, how long can you go on with this long distance kind of? I call it a long distance relationship because sure. they haven't even met in person. First yeah. of all, second of all, that um, that he sent a dick pic to. A friend of hers. I mean, that's major. Three years ago, though. Three years. It three, doesn't matter. I mean, a guy who sends ago, a dick pic already is a red flag. Is is a it's done her deal. best friend, and I right. feel like the idea of like the guy. Like, let's say they hit it off, right? And this is her boyfriend. It's like you're being in the room. You always done know deal. that he's sure. he sent you. A, he sent my friend, my best friend, a picture of his penis. I mm. <laughs> when you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I. Do guys send you explicit texts like no. that? No. Never? Oh, no. If You've I never got, if I got a dick pic, I, that would be would deal be breaker. Yeah. Deal breaker. Okay. Yeah. I just, because you, if he sent it to me, it. that means he sent it probably to a girlfriend of mine sure. three years ago. You don't do <laughs> exactly. <yeah>. Same one. <laughs> same one. <laughs> same. I, I, so yeah. I, I think the most important part of her email isn't even the dick pic. It's the... They haven't met. quite forward when it comes to talking sexually. Right. So... It's not like they haven't met, and it's been like kind of like leave Sounds it to like Beaver he's conversation. Off to me. It, well, okay. <laughs> he's already. I, I I don't know if he's doing that, but at the same, maybe. Okay. Well, if he's talking to her sexually like that, I mean, what's he doing, and but why hasn't he asked her out? Guys, right, or if he's leading with that, that's what he's, he's interested in. Yeah, because she says, "I'm not really comfortable. Uh, I'm not entirely comfortable right. with it since I haven't even met him in person, and I don't usually respond." Guys don't go down sexually. Mm. They go up. They heighten. So the fact that you haven't met and he's already talking sexually means he wants to go up from there. He's trying to get you to talk in sexual terms so it won't be something real, so it will be a casual meetup. So he's already starting at that level, which means he only wants that. Him sending the dick pic, like I could see how someone three years ago was immature. They sent a dick pic. They looked at themselves in the mirror and they go, who am I? How could I ever you know, talk to people? In per-? And then they meet another person. They're like, this is different. I'm in a different place in right. life. But the fact that he hasn't taken you out yet and he's already talking sexually means he's looking for a sexualized relationship. I don't, for you, I don't even think issue. it's about maturity because I think that um, it's totally, um, for me, not even immature. It's uh, It goes to show you his character, mm. first of all. And second of all, the most important word for me in this story is her being Uncomfortable. uncomfortable yes right. that's yeah. uh i'm with you and yeah sh- i mean she's already emotionally masturbated well, to this she said yeah she's I like an incredible when she's, he's guy per- he's perfect no. whatever that's always the it's like he's perfect but he's extremely sexual yeah. then he's not perfect i feel like that's also something no one no perfect guy yeah. has ever texted you the word tit <laughs> <laughs> so i i Imper- unless, yeah, he's your hus- unless he's your husband yeah, yeah. That, it's, <laughs> it's first of all it's a red flag deal breaker it's a du- right. it's a double yeah it's a double whammy it's both okay. let's do one more all right. When you go out to eat and they like their dish, they always ask the waiter for the recipe. Wait, start over. <laughs> so you guys are out to dinner. Okay. He's like, I love this split pea soup. Okay. Can you get me the recipe? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to the waiter. To the waiter. Oh, well, that's for me another deal breaker. I <laughs> Game mean, over. Game <laughs> over. I mean, it's so inappropriate, first of all. Yeah, it's a little inappropriate. It's totally it's inappropriate, a- and it shows a lack of sophistication. 
I agree with that. And social awareness. And social awareness. And also, like, the restaurant's using heavy cream. You don't have heavy cream in the home. Like, you, they, the ingredients, that, that's why they say it's always, like, worse for you, like, health-wise to eat out than it is to eat in. Right. Because you don't have those ingredients. So no. asking for the ingredients is a dumb move because you don't even, you're mm. not even going to use those. Right. You're not going to be putting cu- cumin and stuff. Right. You're not doing that. Right. Right. I, I think that, you know, um, t- t- it's just so crazy, first of all, to expect that, you know, the chef of a restaurant is going to share. You a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, this person doesn't really have an right. education and doesn't get and well, social graces. Imagine you're doing stand up and the person's like, oh, how did you, how did you tell that joke? Yeah. yeah give me the behind right. the scenes. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know it all. Yeah. What, I, that does get asked right. where they'll go. What's the, st- you know, did that really happen? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, this None is of your business. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be a red flag because it'd be annoying, but maybe I could like, I could, stop that habit really quickly mm. it depends how insistent they i feel like I would, it is a fixable you'd habit. have to you'd have to like really work it out of their system yeah for me i just if i get a bad taste in my mouth i'm like I feel i'm that. like out no pun intended with the soup but. that's okay well <laughs> funny. listen this has been a blast this has been awesome. thank you so much <laughs> thank you for coming on thank you if you guys are in indianapolis or cincinnati she's gonna be there doing her show which is the, the whole city's talking about it. Fantastic show. Thank you. Um, January 24th in Indianapolis, January 25th in Cincinnati. And you go to CountessLuann.com. That's CountessLuann.com for tickets. Get on that. If you're in the area, you're going to have a blast. Get the whole group chat together. It was a blast. Thank this you. Was great. Thank, Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.